demais. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, where we will help you learn to invest in 15 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Wisdom Teeth out, Ren! <laughs> How are you going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. I'm uh, feeling a lot less full of wisdom. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got my teeth taken Four out. points less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the show must go on. The show must go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't stop on painkillers. I'll still be here. You know, I know. I was dubious about this one because on where what Monday you told me that you were going to get your wisdom teeth out on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. it was a snap decision. Yeah, and yeah. we've got our show coming up in less than a week. Yes. Which um, A, was a bit worrying that you may be bruised and unable to talk <laughs> and B, you decided to do it in the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of this general anesthetic for me. Ballsy stuff. Just chucked the podcast on and told him to rip them out. Oh. Well, you're looking pretty good for two days in so Thanks, well i just mentioned the show our live show you did. You did. uh we are for those that have just joined our show uh welcome and for those of the you who've been listening for a while welcome back so we've got some exciting news that we've been letting you all know about for the last couple of weeks we're now less than a week away from doing our first live show down in melbourne on wednesday the 5th of september so we're partnering with beta shares and being hosted by General Assembly in Williams Street uh, at their GA campus. And we are going to be doing a live show entitled Hashtag Finance Goals, Make Your Money Grow With You. We're keen, Ren. We are very keen. <laughs> we if, are keen. If you haven't had enough of us waffling on over your phone or your computer, uh, come join us and we'll uh, we'll chat in person. We can waffle live. We've... Uh, <laughs> we've Got put some slides together. We've got a general idea of what it's uh, what it's going to be. I reckon it will be a a pretty good uh, discussions. Mm. A lot of things that we haven't really talked about in the podcast. Uh, we haven't actually spoken about if we can record it and release it as a podcast. We might not be able to. So if you want to hear, you know, all these insights that we're trying to share with you, you're going to have to rock up. You're Absolutely, to absolutely. This is live. We'll not be recorded. We're not going to allow phones in the room <laughs> yeah, or video yeah, yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, people will be walking away from this refreshed and knowing that exactly what they need to do yeah, to start yeah. investing. So, the best, to give- the best investment you can make is in your in your education and the best educational investment you can make is the free ticket to our show. Absolutely, Ren. Key point there, free. Yeah. We don't like fees. No. Bit of an insight <laughs> into the- <laughs> So, uh, tickets are free. Head to our social media pages or to our website, equitymates.com and sign up for... Melbourne on the 5th of September, Sydney on the 13th. Just to give you a quick idea of what the night will be like, it's going to start with the CEO of BetaShares. He's going to come on and give a bit of a spiel about uh, ETFs, what they are, uh, and some pretty cool new themes of investing, technology, cybersecurity, ethical warriors, that sort of stuff. And then we'll come on and uh, we won't reveal exactly what we're going to do because you've got to come on. (laughs) So let's leave it at that. We've given it a big plug. So... As I said, head to our website. It's free. A couple of hours. Um, there's nothing to lose. Yeah, You'll exactly. actually a lot to gain. You'll just see us yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. have a bit of a meltdown yeah, on stage. Come, come heckle us if you want. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Ren, it's been a pretty tumultuous week in politics, and this is something that we don't often discuss on the show uh, as much as you would like. Yeah. <laughs> You're a big politics kind of man. Well, you know, every other media organisation has found some way to tie what happened in the last week to their media. Yeah. Yep. Bloody sports podcasts were finding a way to get some lib spill theme going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we thought we better as well. Exactly. So, we're not talking about John McCain's passing. We're not talking about um, Trump and his continuation of rage of towards Google and Twitter and Facebook on Twitter itself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're talking about the crazy liberal spill and I thought and we thought Ren that this would be a good opportunity to take a step back and discuss what actually uh, happens to markets when these sorts of events occur and should it be something that we worry about. Yeah. Because you always hear it uh, X has happened, here's how markets reacted, or here's how the Australian dollar reacted. If you listen just to the news, you'll assume that there's like a an event happens and the market instantly moves uh, in response to that event. So we're going to have a look at what happened last week, uh, and then we're going to just have a chat about uh, liberal spills or labour spills of years gone by. Oh, <laughs> riveting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but the, the point of this episode is... How much should you care about the day-to-day news, uh, especially non-business, non-finance news, uh, and how much does it really affect your investments? Mm, mm. So let's uh, let's start with what's fresh in our minds. Well, SCOMO. Not the, not the Woolworths campaign. But... Yeah. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> so yeah, what is? Uh, we've got SCOMO. We do. 30th Prime Minister of Australia. Malcolm's out. Yeah. He's but... back home. In Vaucluse, yeah, moved yeah, out yeah. of the lodge last night, I'm pretty sure, okay. or, or wherever, yeah, the lodge in, yeah, and yeah. Kirribilli House. Yeah. By the time people are actually listening to this, he'll be well and truly out. Well and truly out, yeah. yeah. And so he's back home. ScoMo's in. So what happened? So, uh, third, of the last five prime ministers, three of them have not been elected when they came in. It's infuriating. <laughs> it's the new way to it's become prime minister. So, look, we, we won't rehash it too much, Uh Turnbull uh, sensed that a challenge was coming, called the spill on uh, Tuesday, the 21st, um, won that vote narrowly, um, and then a couple of days later, the Liberal Party members circulated a petition to call another spill. The spill happened, Turnbull lost the leadership, Turnbull didn't stand, ScoMo, Bishop and Dutton stood, ScoMo emerged victorious. ScoMo being Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison, <laughs> yes. yes. The former treasurer. The former treasurer, yeah. yes. So, the former treasurer and Sharks' number one ticket holder. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Sharks. the Sharks. Oh, so, my God. He loves the Sharkies. <laughs> when he was walking into the spill and all the media were like, you know, get, trying to get comments, snapping photos, all he said was, Sharks to beat Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> what a legend. Which makes me like him a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, he's got a pretty good sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He follows the wrong sport, but we'll yeah, forgive him. We'll, give him. we'll forgive him. Yeah. All right, so let's start with that. What it, Do you think there was any implication? So the market did bounce, I'm pretty sure, when the news came out that ScoMo was uh, a chance of victory and running. Yeah, so what um, we saw, so we'll start with the 21st. Now, I don't actually have the numbers here, which is frustrating, but to go with this uh, podcast, there will be a blog post uh, in show notes around the uh, six different leadership challenges and what markets did in that time. So you can follow along at home if you want to get that up. But what we saw basically on the 21st was a massive drop, like just a very sharp drop as soon as uh, Turnbull called the spill. Yep. And so I guess, you know, 
in that sense, you could say markets were worried. Mm-hmm. You can probably say there was a direct correlation there. Markets were mm-hmm. worried about leadership turmoil and they they fell yeah. and they stayed down really for the rest of the week. Yeah. Uh, Scott Morrison took over and you didn't see it snap back up, even though you know he was the former treasurer. It really was sort of three or four days later until the market started trending up and it recovered to where it was pre the first spill. Okay. But looking at it, you know, by the 28th, 29th of August, we were back to where we were beforehand. So really in a week. Okay. It dropped and came back up. So nothing major when it was announced that ScoMo was the winner? No, no. Uh, if anything, it dropped a little the next morning and then it sort of re- started a slow and steady climb from there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But really, I mean, looking at it, it sort of, it comes into the chart and then it drops massively and bounces around the bottom for a bit and then just recovers to its previous position. So I guess, you know, if you're looking at it, you might say that the market reacted to the uncertainty of who the leader would be and what their policies would be. And when ScoMo came back in and people realized it was sort of, you know, going to be much the same then it sort of returned to its previous momentum, previous trend. Yeah, I think that's the main key there, as you mentioned policy, and I would imagine that's what markets would be most <clears throat> wary of in these sorts of things. I mean, even within parties between Dutton and, and uh, ScoMo, Scott Morrison, there would probably be a, a slight difference in, in economic policy, uh, but also particularly the fear that maybe if Labor were to come in, what impact that would have on the economy, yeah. um, especially around things like the company tax cuts that um, the, the government have tried to push through and yeah. and the impact on housing market and uh, I guess overall economic growth. Yeah. Um, and the, the other big one would be around franking credits. Yeah. Because you know how you can get Shorten. paid out your franking credits, but Short wants to cut that off. Yeah, which we did so, do an episode on, so go back and listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess, you know, there, if you're if you're actually getting paid money that you might not be able to be paid if there's a Labor government, you're obviously going to price the companies less because you're not actually going to see that mm. physical mm. cash in hand. Mm. But look, yeah, really what we saw was there was a... There was a sharp market move on the uncertainty, and then it recovered pretty quickly. Yeah. That's that's really the, in a nutshell, what you need to take away from that that week, the week that was, um, and now markets are basically behaving normally. It's again. fine. Yeah, 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 we've forgotten yeah. about yeah. it. <laughs> Scomo's off his first international tour. Yeah. Julie Bishop's retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Tony Abbott became prime minister, then you know, <laughs> I'd <laughs> leave the country. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess my point for this, Ren, is as I just mentioned, you know, there's not really much to take away from it. Like, don't freak out. You know, there's you can't really gain or lose too much. We're, we're back where we were. Economic policies aren't really going to change that much. So we're just going to continue the way we are. If yeah. Labor, you know, Labor might be in a better position to win. And of course, as we just said, their stances are a bit different. So who knows what will happen if they do win to the market. But it'll be interesting to see... Uh, the impact that uh, a Labour win would have on election day on, on a market, well, probably on a weekend, so it'll be closed, but yeah, following, yeah. good follow-up episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a concept that people use a lot around this time, and the concept is called that is sovereign risk. They're using it incorrectly. <laughs> oh, really? So, sovereign <laughs> risk refers to uh, the, the risk that a government won't be able to pay back. It's generally, a you know, poorer government might be able to pay back its foreign denominated debt, usually US debt. Um, like don't Argentina. worry, but pe- people use the term 
uh, and then they talk about pol policy uncertainty. So they say, oh, you know, the constant changing of leaders leads to sovereign risk because businesses don't want to win, invest yeah. because they're not sure what the policy would be. Yeah. And look, there's some truth to the concept. They're just using the term incorrectly. But, you know, the, the classic example is if Abbott replaced Turnbull and all of a sudden all these renewables companies then had invested for the long term, but Abbott just sacked their funding. True, and true. Invested in coal. So there's always a little bit of uncertainty there. But generally what you find on a market level is as many winners as there are for a policy, there are losers. So... You know, if Abbott did become prime minister, you would see the renewables industry suffer, but you'd probably see the mining industry gain and mm. the index probably nets out mm. Mm. pretty smoothly. So overall, they don't really have much impact. Yeah. We, we could conclude. Yeah. And so how have other spills gone, generally speaking? We've, as you said at the start, we've had six now since Howard's year. Well, do you have an idea of... I, I actually narrowed it down. There was more than six, but in our, in the blog post, that we just covered off the major six. Okay. And what you just said there was exactly it. No real impact. So okay. what you see is, so the first chart we have, I won't go through all six. You can yeah. check out the blog post, but yeah. the first chart is when Gillard challenges Rudd and yeah. becomes Prime Minister. The market's in a downtrend and it just continues on a downtrend. <laughs> Nothing really changes. Rudd takes the leadership back. It just is, it, like over the week it trades flat. There's a little bit of, you know, up and down. But really that's that's the pattern that you get in all of them. Check out, so we pulled out the charts for the sort of the week of the spills or the two weeks of the spills for each of them. When Abbott beats Rudd in an election, the market's trending upwards, continues to trend upwards. Nothing really deviates. And it surprised me because... Before I looked at these charts, I would have expected some sharp movements. Yeah, absolutely. Just because, you know, Prime Minister is so important and, you know, it gets so much media attention. But really, it, it they don't, do it doesn't really matter. The biggest move was the um, when Turnbull called the first spill on Tuesday and the market fell sharply. Mm, so mm. I guess that's probably an uh, indication of Dutton more than anything else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So just focus on your stocks. Don't worry about what's going on there and, yeah. and you'll be okay. The, the last chart I think is the most important chart, which is so it's from 2010 to 2018. And we've just overlaid who the prime minister is at any one time over the market. And what you see is that regardless of who the prime minister is, the, the market, market just doesn't sing. It, yeah. it continues yeah. its slow and relentless grind upwards. Yeah. 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 So just buy the index and yeah. see you later. <laughs> Well, this is probably a bigger conversation given what's happening, you know, with Trump and all that at the moment, you know, like you started this con whole conversation about all this, the stuff that's going on in America and uh, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch pulled out a chart and it was basically like, what is everyone freaking out about in the news since uh, they've gone back to 2011, but you know, it's been things like the US fiscal debt crisis, mm -hmm. the EU sovereign bond mm -hmm. crisis, geopolitical stuff, mm -hmm. China's hard landing, political populism in 2016, quantitative tightening in 2017, trade war stuff in 2018. And yet through all that time, from 2011 onwards, we're in the longest bull market in history. The S&P 500 is up almost 10% just this year alone, despite a trade war. The S&P 500 and the NASDAQ haven't had a down year since 2008. So in it's, the, a, it's a weird one. In the chaos of the news, yeah. the market just keeps grinding upwards. Yeah, it's such a weird one. I find that weird though because like a lot of these things have lag effect, right? Yeah. 
So it might be chaotic news now, but who knows what impact it's going to have in three, four, five years time or, or, or whatever. So yeah, we're in a bull run because everyone's feeling great. Credit's cheap, but, um, it's interesting to you, comprehend. You are, you are a, bit of, a bit of a perma bear. <laughs> now, the article that goes with this Bank of America chart has some explanations. And, you know, the main ones are that expectations matter more than news. So mm-hmm. markets, as soon as investors ex- expect things, they price it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so news is generally confirmation more so than yeah. news. Yeah. Um, so that's why you don't see massive market movements unless it's really surprising news. Yeah. And then, you know, just things that, you know, a lot of the stuff that we talk about is uncorrelated to the economy, like who the prime minister is doesn't really affect how much iron ore BHP is going to be able to dig up in this year. So, yeah, look, I think care about the news, but don't care about the news because of your stocks. Profound. (laughs) You've still got some wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't take all my (laughs) time. No, I agree. And I, you know, I'm slow. I'm I'm coming to realize a lot, you know, this year, especially that, uh, whilst the market might be what it might it might seem reactionary in some way to to news it's um only very briefly and as you've d- displayed and demonstrated here that it's it it's just grinding grinding through it does its own thing um and yeah as i said my expectation which is more, m- most prevalent in the reporting season that we're seeing at the moment yeah, so we've yeah. had some stocks that have shot through the roof on yeah. A beating expectation. Yeah, Bryce yeah. just wants to fly half to pay here. No, mate, we're, we're, we're down, we're down. <laughs> it's down, it's down. We need to sell, sell, sell. <laughs> anyway, we'll leave that for another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was good, Ren. I, uh, I totally agree. So check out the blog post. Yeah. Um, it's the only news you should read about the leadership still. <laughs> True. <laughs> Until next week. Equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation. Hello, mates of Equity Mates. Or I guess that just makes you Equity Mates. Anyway, it's Bryce here. One of the most frequently asked questions we get is, where do we find information about all these stocks and and where's a good place to start? Now, we could do a whole episode on this, and we often do touch on it, but the best place to start is by signing up to our Thought Starters weekly email. Each week, we send you some cool stuff that has caught our eye during the week, as well as some more detailed articles on stocks and invested-relating content. We also include Basics 101. These are articles tailored specifically for beginners to really propel you on your way. We don't spam you. I mean, we hate spam. It's once a week, and there's enough stuff in there to occupy you for a full day of browsing at work. Now, Ren puts a lot of effort into finding quality articles for you guys. So if anything, just sign up so he feels the love. Head to equitymates.com and chuck in your email at the bottom of the page.